This is episode 103 of the Q&A podcast. You didn't even say hello. You just went right into it. We're getting right into it, man. All There's right. a lot to talk about. Uh, my name is Anthony. Sitting right next to me, as always, is my pal, DeQuincy. Hey. And uh, like I said, we just found out some breaking news. We're going to talk about it. You know, <clears throat> um, It's breaking to us because we're just now recording, but um, you, I'm sure you will have already heard about it by the time this comes out. Uh, but, you know, it's fresh in our... Our minds and you know our news feeds, so let's might as well talk about it. Oh, you want me to take it away? Take it away. All right. So earlier this afternoon, TMZ released a video of Kansas City running back Kareem Hunt, um, basically assaulting a woman in a hotel lobby back in February. Um, now news just came out about 15 minutes ago that the Kansas City Chiefs have decided to release um, Hunt. And he'll be a free agent. And <clears throat> look, this is a huge story for so many reasons. Um, and the fact that it's you know the, the breaking news is show it's so shocking because um, it's so shocking because the NFL team actually did the right thing, right? And considering, or and, and and didn't care that you know he is the top running back in football right now this season. Mm-hmm. I mean, statistically, he's having the best season. Uh, amongst running backs, or if, if not, like, top three, which is, you know, incredible. Um, and so the fact that Kansas City is, uh, you know, going to be in the playoffs, that they're going to be in the playoffs, um, should make a strong run, they put all that aside, and they put the issue above football. And while I'm, you know, from what I've read, they found out about the, or they they just saw the video that, that, um, around the same time that everybody well, else did. What the, <clears throat> what the Chiefs are reporting is basically Tyreek told them about the Kareem. Kareem, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm getting my abusers mixed up. But um, Hunt told them what happened, but he didn't tell the entire story. Basically, what he told them was a fabrication of what happened. And for some reason, the Chiefs decided not to go look at the video, which, tangent right right now, after the, the Ray Rice fiasco, where it came out that he had hit his then fiance in a, in a casino elevator. He didn't just hit her. He, well, hold on, hold on. Yeah. He, the, it came out that he hit her, and Roger Goodell in the NFL suspended him for two games. And then the video release where he literally cold cocked her with a closed fist, knocked her the fuck out. Yeah. And then it and then you know they're scr- the NFL scrambled and say, "Oh, you're suspended indefinitely, and we need to clean this up." And now any kind of domestic violence is an automatic six game suspension, which they've they screwed that up. The Giants did that with I believe the kicker Josh Brown. He was that's right. He was assaulting his wife physically, emotionally. And basically, the Giants, I believe they gave him a two-game suspension before all the shit came out. But um, going back to Ray Rice, I don't understand how if you hear this, like anything, you're from your players or the agent or it gets out in the media. If you hear one of your players assaulted someone, how do you not get the video? Like, that... And, that week. As soon as you hear about it. 
You need to do your due diligence and be like, okay, this happened. We need to get the VOC how bad it is so we can uh, control the situation. Because we live in an age right now where everything gets out. Of course. Especially with TMZ because TMZ is going to, they have the money. Someone's eventually going to need some money to to do whatever in life and TMZ's like, hey, we'll pay you five thousand we heard about this this situation. We'll pay you five thousand dollars for the video. The video gonna get out. TMZ or whatever news media is eventually gonna get it. And if you're not on top of the situation like the Chiefs were tonight or the Ravens were back um what was that, two, three years ago? If you're Ravens, not oh no four years. Is, okay. So if you're not on top of the situation, you're just at the mercy of the, the, media. the the media and the public, and so that's what, what, what I personally sorry I'm sorry. with me cut it, but personally I fully wholeheartedly believe that the Chiefs got this video they saw it and they just swept it under the rug and hoped that it never came out. Right, and whatever if you call it due diligence, whatever you're calling it, whatever it is. These teams are supposed to be doing it. TMZ is doing it, and they're getting they're getting ahead of it before the organizations. And you just can't have that if you're if you're any kind of organization, you can't have some company like TMZ getting out in front of you on it. Mm-hmm. You can't have them do your job. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> because it creates a whole new set of problems and a whole. Uh, a whole nother round of scrutiny. Yeah, because imagine if you're owner, you find out about this, you do your, you just do your homework, you find the video, you get the video, you see, oh, holy crap, he knocked this woman down, he kicked her, everything. You just come out, because this happened back in February. So let's say if you're the owner of Chiefs, you come out in February, you're like, this is what happened, um, we can show you the video, and Kareem Hunt, is uh, suspended indefinitely um, unless he does the certain he he uh, fulfills certain obligations like donates to a battered women's shelter, sits in on meetings and listens to women who've you know been beaten and and um, other things that he can do to help uh, women who have been assaulted by people they love and and he can sit there and you know in front of a a camera and he can explain why he did it. He can answer questions from the media and basically you make him, you make him prove to the media and the public that he is remorseful for what he did and that he's changed. And if you're, you get in front of as an owner, you control the story. And then you're looking upon like, Hey, you actually give a damn about women getting their heads snapped, beat in around here. You look like, a, even if you're not the great person, even if you're just doing this for PR, at least you show that you give some shit about this mm-hmm. compared to mm-hmm. what they did was basically just lie and just hope it never came out. And take, or yeah, or take it at face value. Take mm-hmm. it, take, take the word of the player. Mm-hmm. And as much as you you know, want to trust your, your players, your, your employees, any company has to look into it. It doesn't matter if it's professional football or, you know, the stock boy at Kroger. <clears throat> if he's representing your company, you got to find out what's going on. 
Yeah, that's what, and people will lie about their jobs no matter where they work. You talk about the stock boy Kroger or like where we work. People will lie in order to keep their jobs, and that's the jobs that they're, they're, you know, they're getting like $15, $60 an hour. Imagine a guy like Tyreek Hill who's, um, I'm sorry, Kareem Hunt. Again, getting my goddamn abusers mixed up. Hunt, uh, who's, you know, making millions in the second year of his, um, in his career. Right. <clears throat> and, um, yeah, the, you know, the, I'm sorry. The fact that he is, he's still young, mm-hmm. the year he's having, the team he's on, the, the, the year that this team is having, the guy is standing to make a lot of money, or was standing to make a lot of money in, in the short, you know, in the near future, and all that's gone now, you know, and... Um, oh, I disagree with that. I think he'll be on the roster next year. Wow. See, the thing people talk about, Ray, Ray Rice and talk about, oh, this killed his career. No, it didn't. It was this and the combination that of Ray Rice being a diminished back. If Ray Rice was still, you know, carrying the ball for five yards a pop, he would have been back in the league next year. Some owner would... Our general manager would have put the arm around him and said, "Look at him. He's made. He made a mistake, but his wife's forgiving him. We should forgive him. He needs to be better, and we're gonna stand behind him in the community. We're gonna make him a better man, and blah 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 blah. And I, we have proof about this. This year, the Washington racial slurs picked up Reuben Foster, who the uh, 49ers released after he was accused of another a uh, domestic assault." Man, <clears throat> excuse me. Oh, I should have mentioned earlier. I'm just getting over a cold, so we my want, voice is... Do you want to talk about that now, or you no, want to talk about it? But <clears throat> but, but my point is like, owners will keep doing this, and we saw we talked about this about domestic assault cases a couple of months ago with the Astros with the Roberto Asuna. Owners will keep bringing back these men who do these terrible things because. We as a society don't give a shit about women getting beaten, about women getting raped, because it happens all over America, and it's swept under the rug. Not just not well, yeah, not just that, but in sports, mm-hmm. like in this case, in this situation, and in those situations in sports, what's one of the the main catchphrases or the main sayings about sports? It's all about winning. You put winning above all else. Winning cures all. So, you know, the Astros were doing well. I even said, everybody's going to forget about it. Nobody's going to make mention of it. Until after we, you know, lost in the playoffs and people were like, man, maybe we shouldn't have done all that. Whatever. Talk about karma and shit like that. And it's like, well, why didn't you keep that going the whole year? Keep that same energy. Right. So, um, that's, that's what's just so insane is that, you know, we're always going to put winning and sports above all else, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not just sports. We saw with the, um, the Dallas Mavericks, their entire ownership group basically is like a free-for-all of sexual assault on women and treating them wrong. It's not a sports problem. It's... Um, 
It's not a sports problem. It's not a United States problem. It's a man problem. It's a male problem. Because around the world, men treat women like objects. And yeah, it's better than it was 50 years ago. Better than it was 100 years ago, but it is definitely not where it needs to be. Sure. Because we see this happen in sports, in business, in the community. We see this happen over and over again. And it just keeps happening. And it's going to keep happening until we, as men, do something. Mm-hmm. And I hope that's, you know, we talk about more and it's maybe not our generation. Maybe our kids, the next generation, or the generation after that, that's able to fix this to where women are actually, you know, treated as equals instead of just called equals. Right. Absolutely right, man. Um, And I think about all the the subjects we talk about. This is like the most passionate thing I talk about. Yeah, of course, and you know it it should be really. There's certain topics that I think should be passionate for everybody. Um, Because I'll tell you right now, wherever out somewhere and a man hits a woman, I might choke him out. Just walk up. Behind him, and you know, pull the Oliver Queen and just choke him out. Sure, I mean, uh, I, hey, well, I, I'll be screaming, back. That's a female. <laughs> okay, so we're back. We actually uh, had a major technical difficulty. Um, we lost about who knows how, how long we lost. <clears throat> um, you know, we were having a pretty intense discussion of the whole Kareem Hunt issue, um, and, and really the. The biggest takeaway, really, is that this is something that, this is an issue that isn't going to go, isn't going away, um, shouldn't go away in terms of our willingness to speak about it. And it's something that, you know, not just myself and DeQuincy, but a whole lot of other guys should be talking about and should be trying to find a solution to for you know for for guys for men to avoid this you know behavior to just do away with the whole ugliness of it yeah because like i said in the recording that will never be heard of this is not the lost footage yeah lost footage this is not a sports problem it's not an American problem. It's a global problem because we as men as a whole treat women as second-class citizens. And going back to what you, what you just said, this is something that we need to talk about every day. It's like racism. You don't get over it by ignoring it. It's something that needs to be in, it needs to be focused on. It needs to be talked about. We as, a, as humans need to find a solution and we won't find a solution by just tucking it, putting it in the closet, and forgetting about it until someone famous comes along and does this mistake again. Right, because the only time we talk about this is when it's a celebrity, when it's someone in the... Uh, it's a celebrity or a politician or something like that. Right, someone that's that has notoriety. But the reality is it happens every single day in, like I said... Every corner of the earth, yeah. this is happening, and but we, we only talk about it when, when it's a, a big enough name. Yeah, and that shouldn't like, be the case. Like I said, I said again, the lost footage. Yeah, wherever you're listening to this podcast right now, 
at your job right now, there is at least one woman that has been physically and sexually abused. It's you, gone through some form of this. Yeah, you don't know. You don't know it because she puts up a friendly front and won't show that weakness. But it has happened to someone at your office, warehouse, wherever you work. It's happened to one woman and possibly one man up there as well. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, it's it's. Sad situation um, for everyone, really. Not just everybody involved, but for everyone, because mm -hmm. it's. For like I said, like I said in the last footage, <laughs> it's uncomfortable for me to talk about because. Because we're only talking about it because it happened to Kareem Hunt, mm -hmm. pro football running back for the Kansas City Chiefs. Who will find a job next year. Right. You and, and I are not going to talk about, you know, John Doe and, and Jane Smith who are going to have the same situation happen to them tomorrow. The reality is we're not going to talk about some man and woman that's going through this in Iowa that we've never heard of and will never hear of. Yeah. Um, so we're all, we all hold... Um, we all hold a, a level of hypocrisy and um, culpability for for not doing our part, for not doing more to help alleviate the situation. Because as much as we do for ourselves, or you know, do um, to our own abilities, the way we treat people, the way we raise, in your case, the raise, the way you raise your children to treat people. Um, as as much effort as that is, it's still not enough because we're not. Uh, we are not at the promised land. Right, because we're not there yet. Because we haven't. Because trust me, if you go on, if you go on social media, there, are, and it's a majority of men that are defending um, Hunt, saying, "Oh, it wasn't that bad. Uh, he didn't kick her that hard." I'm like. Motherfucker, if I'm on the ground and someone kicks me, I don't. I'm not gonna be like, well, it wasn't that hard. I'm, I'm like, this bitch kicked me. We got a scrap now. I don't care how hard you kick me. You kick me. You kick me. Yeah, you know, it's just. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna tomorrow. We'll go about our days, and you know. And going back to what I, what I said a couple minutes ago, he will find a job next year. I if they had odds on. In Vegas on this, I'd put down $100 easily. I'm sure those odds are coming up. Well, yeah. I'm sure they're taking bets already. Because we just saw this this week with the Washington racial slurs. They uh picked up Ruben, what's his name, Ruben Foster after he got dropped from the 49ers for another domestic violence charge. So he'll get picked up. This will not be like Ray Rice because when Ray Rice got got popped, what was it, four, five, three, four years ago? When he got popped, he was a declining running back with a suspension. If he was still in the prime of his career, like Hunt is, and he was, you know, still uh, popping off four, uh, five yards of carry, mm -hmm. he would have been back next year. There would he would have been back that following, year. that following year. There would have been some owner, some GM that would have had a press conference and put his arm around him and said he made a mistake, but his wife forgave him. How come you can't? And, you know, he's a better man now. And he has these 52 other guys in the locker room to make sure blah, 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 make excuses. And that's the same thing that's going to happen with Kareem Hump next year. He's too talented. Well, GMs are going to say hey, he's too talented. 
to just sit on the bench, to just waste away. I can explain to my fans. I can put my arm around him. I can make him seem like a good guy. And, you know, he's remorseful and he's done all the right things and blah, blah, blah. And, again, in the lost footage, we talked about Roberto Osuna with the Astros. That's basically what the Astros did. Jeff Luna press release after they traded for him. It's like, well, he's remorseful and he's sorry for what he's done. And, you know, we got the guys in the clubhouse who can keep him on straight and narrow. And I guarantee you, Hunt's going to be on the team next year. He's going to be, you know, a superstar again. And people will forget about it. Because people don't even talk about Tyreek Hill anymore. And that's a guy who basically fell in the draft when he came out a couple uh, two years ago. Because he caused domestic violence charge for beating up his pregnant girlfriend. Pregnant girlfriend. And he went upside her head, and no one even talks about it. In fact, the only reason people are talking about it now is because of the Kareem Hunt situation. And they were teammates. Yeah. Right now, Hill's like, what? damn, Hunt, why are you bringing this heat on me? They talking right. about me now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, again, it, it's a sad situation all, all around. And, uh, you know, there's not much more to say on, on this particular case. Um, <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Um, My last two points. If this video doesn't come out today, he's free to play football for the rest of his career. This story never comes out, which proves once again, when it comes to sports, we don't care about assault unless there's video or photographic evidence. And two, and this is more about um, Another Ty issue. Yeah, it's not, Tyreek is about Tyreek Hill, Ruben Foster. You can do whatever you want to women. You could, and Ben Roethlisberger, let's not forget that son of a bitch. You can sexually assault women. You can beat women. You can treat them like objects. And the league will welcome you back with open arms. If you kneel in front of that flag to protest police brutality, you will never see the NFL field again. You know, that's, again, that's a whole another set of topics, or that's a, a whole other topic that clashes with so many, I mean, all of these issues clash with each other because um, there's always going to be a level of hypocrisy revolving how all of these cases are handled. You know, you're compromising one thing for another. Mm. And it's tough, man. It, it's not easy to surf through. It's not easy to sift through, I'm sorry. Mm. Um, and it's it's sad. It's sad that, you know, we have... There are so many issues that we have to be concerned with. Mm -hmm. It's sad we had to record this twice. Yeah. I'm so like paranoid. I keep going over to um, <clears throat> to the screen to make sure it's still recording. We're still good. Yeah, and you know it doesn't it doesn't help that I don't know if it's in the lost footage or if it's in the original or if it's in the what you're hearing right now. Yeah, uh, but yeah, my voice. I don't know. You know, I'm just getting my voice back because uh, I was sick the past few days. 
which was, uh, you know, not tough. I mean, not easy. I'm sorry. It was, uh, it was a long week for me, man. I got sick. When on, did you get sick? I got sick on, I guess I started getting sick on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I wasn't feeling too great. And then Wednesday, it just, like, kicked in big time. I was at work, and I just, uh, I, I was, like, coughing all day, and I couldn't breathe. Like, my nose was completely stopped, stopped up. Um, I had people coming in over to my desk and one, you know, needed to talk to me about different things. And I was just like, hey, you might want to stay away. Like, I'm not feeling well. I'm coming out with a cold. And fever started kicking in, and I was getting kind of achy. Um, and so Wednesday, I got home at like 530. I took a hot shower, and I went to sleep because I, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go to bed, and hopefully it'll kind of run its course or whatever's going on. It kind of, yeah, I was able to kind of get away from it or get out of it, but, oh, man, there's just nothing like being sick. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Here's, here's, and the reason why I'm talking about this is because I always find it funny. Or I, I kind of found it funny in this situation. I'm like, I don't know why, but I just started thinking of, like, I started thinking of it beyond a cold. I was looking up on WebMD. No, don't ever look at WebMD. WebMD will make, will, you'll go in there with the symptoms of a cold and you'll come out thinking you have terminal cancer. Never, (laughs) never. You'll look up, you got cancer, AIDS, and the claps. No. I was looking up the flu. I was looking up pneumonia. I was looking up. All these different illnesses. Yes, and then you're gonna start getting paranoid. You're gonna be looking around. You're gonna but hunch over in your chair with your with your uh, coat jacket over. Like I'm gonna die. But, but after <laughs> I gotta ride a wheel. But after going through all of those illnesses and, and looking at all the symptoms, the one thing that that eased my mind mm-hmm. was that they all pretty much said one of the you know included in common symptoms was loss of appetite. Mm-hmm. And that's how I always know I'm, I've never been deathly ill. Because all these horrible illnesses and diseases, all of those symptoms, or all those typically include loss of appetite in their symptoms. There's never been an instance where I was, unless it was like, like unless I was like virally ill, mm-hmm. you know, if I, you know, yeah, if I was like throwing up already, if I, you know, whatever. I've never been sick enough to where I didn't want to eat. Like, I'm a pig, so it's like, <laughs> I gotta eat, you know? I, I'm, nothing is ever gonna stop me from, from wanting to, to eat. Remember when we first started doing this, these podcasts and, like, we would always, like, order Papa John's or something? One for you and one for me. Yes. And, and then we, I would usually, like, finish half of yours. Yes. Like, oh, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, we, we would sit here and we would eat. I think one time we actually started a podcast, the food came, we paused, ate, and then, like, fat boys went back and, and um, continued. But, yeah, the same thing with me. Uh, if I'm not hungry, that's how you I know something is definitely wrong and death like is even, coming to take me. Even when I have a sore throat, mm-hmm. like, I know I can't eat. And I know I physically can't eat, but I still want to eat. Like, I'm still, like... Man, a pizza sounds good right about mm-hmm. now. I'm starving. I want to eat, but it's gonna. I know it's gonna hurt. But the pain of a sore throat is the only thing that deters me from actually eating. But my mind never goes to a place like I never want to eat food. Like 
I'm just gonna get sick. Shit, no, like I'm, I'm I need, to, I need, <laughs> I need to eat. <laughs> we keep running a, a buck. I'm hungry right now. Yeah. As soon as I get home, my girlfriend made pork chops, so I'm gonna tear into. Nice. Sounds good. Uh, yes. Um, anything else? Wrap up your sickness. Cough, cough. Yeah, I'm still a little congested, but much better. I slept it. I slept it off most of Wednesday night and uh, most of Thursday. I called in on Thursday, and it was you know felt. Much better going into work today. We're recording on Friday night. I really hope that you're not contagious. Because, I sprayed, because I sprayed the whole place with Lysol, man. If I take this home between me, my girl, and my son, it's going to stay in our house for like six weeks. Bring, it's just going to pass from from each one of us for like a week and a half. And I'll, just, I'll, each week I'll bring you guys some, some hot soup. I would choke you out, but I probably won't have the strength if I'm that sick. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, moving on. Before the whole Kareem hunt. Yeah. Yes, I got the again, I keep getting them mixed up. Before the I get my abusers mixed up apparently. For the Kareem situation, we were just gonna nerd out in this podcast. So let's yeah. just get back to our regular scheduled pod. Um uh, talking about your reaction to season three of Daredevil, which I haven't gotten to. Mm-hmm. I have not seen season three of Daredevil, The Punisher. Or seasons two of Iron Fist and Luke Cage. I'm so behind my Netflix shows. Yeah, I mean, for net like with the Netflix shows, I haven't seen any of Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, or Iron Fist, or the Defenders. And I I saw the first season of The Punisher. It's been so long that I've kind of forgotten most of that story. Mm-hmm. It's still, I mean, it's still worth checking out. I think. Um, but I've definitely kept up with Daredevil from the start. And I got to tell you, man, season three was so good. It completely made up for season two because, to me, season two was a huge drop-off from the first season. Uh, you know, it's just... I like season two, but I had the... It's the same problem with all the, the Netflix shows. It's 13 episodes, and it only needs to be 10. I would have been okay with 10 for that season. It's just... It's just the filler episodes, especially Luke Cage season, the first season. After, spoiler alert, they kill Cottonmouth, and they have Mariah transitioning into the main baddie. It just slows down in the middle. Spoiler alert, I have no idea who Cottonmouth is. Oh, <laughs> be, I'm sorry. That's okay. Uh, but yeah, it slows down. No, 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 it's okay, because I have no idea what that is. Yeah, it... <laughs> Like I I love Luke Cage season one yeah. except for those middle episodes it it slows down mm-hmm. it sounds like it's it's the same it was the same yeah it was the same thing with Daredevil Dare season two but you're saying season three just flowed the entire thing it man it it brought it back to a level where man I can't wait for season four oh like, yes you can <laughs> what do you mean there is no season four what are you talking about but um Netflix canceled it came oh, out man, yesterday. What are you talking about? Netflix no. canceled Daredevil. Say it isn't so. Okay, I can say it isn't so, but it doesn't make it any less true. Oh man, this is this is gonna force me to subscribe to that Disney service if this if this really happens. And you know, we talked about it. Mm-hmm. Our, you know, it's fun. It's it's funny. Whatever you want to call. It. I, don't, I don't know. Whatever you want to call it. But I remember. I guess like a day or two after I finished season three, I was texting you and I was like, man, you've got to watch season three. It's so good. Man, it, it, it's, it was so awesome. 
and then you're like, oh, I haven't seen it yet. I'll, I'll be sure to check it out. And then like a day after that, you're like, oh, hey, by the way, and they canceled it. I was like, oh, come on, man. Like, already? <laughs> they already took away my joy? Yes. Netflix and- canceled after canceling Iron Fist and Luke Cage. Right. Um, I'm 100% sure, I believe they're already in production for Jessica Jones and Punisher. So hold on, just enjoy them because yeah. both of them will be going to the last season. Even if, um, you know, Netflix doesn't say, announce it, you know, they're it's over with. Right. And, you know, that that's fine. Like, I'm not, I guess, I guess why I'm not so bummed out about it. I mean, the, the initial reaction, of course, is like, oh man, come on. But at the end of the day, like, you get over, I think we're getting over it quicker because I guess the assumption is they're, you know, or at least the hope is mm-hmm. that they're going to continue these shows on that Disney streaming service. And that was, sorry, that was my original thought, but apparently everything that comes out on that, on what they're calling Disney Plus, the Disney uh, streaming service, it's uh, going to be rated PG-13. Right, and uh, that's an issue. That was something I was going to bring up as well. It's like that's that could be that will definitely pose a problem because all of those shows are TVMA at least on Netflix. Oh, but there's already a solution. See, I don't think I've told you about this. Um, once this Disney Fox deal goes through, Disney will own sixty percent of Hulu. Okay. So I. Th- that's right. I'm. I'm just spitballing here, but all those uh, Mar- Marvel Netflix shows, they're probably going to be on Hulu sometime in 2019, 2020. And they could be the ones carrying or continue on with those shows, which would be good too. would be great. Yes, because every show that's got canceled so far, Marvel has come out either through a press release or on the Twitter page and said, hey, the show is ending, but the story of this character will continue on. So I think no matter what happens with um, Disney Plus staying PG-13 or Fox deal going through, whatever happens, these shows will go on in some manner or the other going into next year. Well, that's, I mean, that's, that's good to know and good to, to hope for and hang on to. Because it's like, I, you know, I, I don't care either way if a show is... Well, I guess I do if a show is, like... The, uh, a show that care about a show's rating, but... Um, well, here's the thing. We don't know anything about the rating system Netflix used. They keep all that stuff secret. So whenever you see someone still, say... But it was still TVMA. Like, Daredevil. Oh, I it. thought you meant ratings, like... No, rating, no, no, no. I'm sorry. No, no, Like, television ratings. Okay. Or, uh... Yeah. I know. Yeah, okay. Sorry. Uh, content rating. There you go. You know, I, I don't need to hear the F word and, you know, all this other stuff. I don't need to see sex. I don't need to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't need... But, I mean, I guess for Daredevil, like, I kind of need to see a lot of violence. Yeah. Like, you kind of need to see it. Yeah, it, but you can still tone down the violence to where right. it's PG, PG-13. Like, maybe What's you won't a... see as many people getting their throats slit. Yeah. Um... And you won't see as many probably like, you know, headshots. 
if I, I really don't think it's I completely done a 180 because I think when the news came out I tweeted out that it was going to go to Disney Plus now I fully believe it's going to be on Hulu mm-hmm. but it's like you said we don't you don't need the violence you don't need the sex you just need the story as long as the story is right. good you can you can make it any kind of rate you want and I'll tell you man this season three of Daredevil I man that story held up man it was compelling the whole from start to finish um uh, speaking of hulu did you ever get around to watching the runaways no oh okay. yeah i knocked out they were doing it every week and every week was a new episode and so uh it was a little hell having to wait sure. because it was a slow burn but i enjoyed it mm-hmm. Um, it's coming back next month for season two, and they're gonna do the Netflix, the Netflix model, uh, model where they they just put everything out on one day, and have you binge it. And um, you watch season one; it's really good. Um, good, they have good actors. The action's good, and um, uh, yeah, I just can't wait for season two. Cool man. So much nerd stuff yeah. to watch. Yeah, I just. Um there were a lot of uh, I, I don't know if they how accurate or how true they were to the you know the comics but mm-hmm. there was a lot of different things in Daredevil that were surprising and sh- you know shocking and you know just it had me on the edge of my seat yeah and for me you don't need to be 100% accurate uh, compared to the comics, you don't need to do a one-on-one comparison. You can mix things up as long as you stay faithful to the spirit of the comic books. Absolutely. Because I want, I don't want, if it's just a retelling of comic books, where it's a surprise, I already know what's happening. Right. So, and even the things that I think are in the comics mm-hmm. that were surprising me only because I, you didn't, I didn't really. really, I never kept up with Daredevil. Um, I think the way they revealed certain things, I feel like if you did keep up with the com, if you have kept up with the comics and those characters, I think you're gonna, I think you'll you'll enjoy how they got there, like what they did. Um, yeah, and also there's stuff from the '60s that you can't bring over anymore, like um, Black Panther, where they they couldn't call Umbaku Ape Man. Oh, right. Because that's that's a little racially charged. Yeah. So it was Mbaku. So it's like you can change things to make them um, to update them for the 21st century where we are now. And based on things that I assume are canon mm-hmm. to these characters, um, I feel like Daredevil was strong enough this season to appease the casual audience member like myself and the hardcore you know um, fan or you know yeah hardcore fan of, of not just comics but that character that, yeah did you know, that um, uh, the angle they did the uh, what's it called the born again storyline and if I yeah. remember correctly in the comics basically Karen becomes like a druggie and she basically sells out Mac Murdoch's secret identity for like heroin or crack or something like that and I'm glad they were like let's make her an intelligent like they put her in the Ben Urich role yes 
And I, lo- I, I really love that they did that with mm-hmm. her. Like, again, from a casual, from a, a, a television, like, viewing perspective, television's, television viewers' perspective, not a comic book, like a hardcore fan, mm-hmm. I'm a casual comic book fan. Um, yes, I know, because I was like, hey, why don't we do a podcast, talk about what comic books read right now. And you're like, I'm reading. What are comics <laughs> Are you reading anything right now? I'm not, man. Dude, I'm reading so much from both Marvel and DC. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I believe it. But it's like... Uh, I... Just the fact that they used her to carry on, you know, the, the legacy of Ben Urich. Mm-hmm. You know, whether you knew about that character or not was awesome. And it was just... Perfect that she has, yeah, taken on his role as the new pain in the ass, you know, uh, op-ed writer and reporter for, you know, for that newspaper. The Daily Bugle knockoff. Right. All right. Um, so we talked about Daredevil, canceling future Marvel, Marvel shows. Uh, so how many streaming services do you have right now? Um... I've got Hulu and Netflix, mm-hmm. WWE Network, mm-hmm. and I guess Spotify if you want to can, you know, count that. I guess. We'll count it. So, same as you, I got Hulu, Netflix, Spotify, WWE Network, Amazon Prime. My parents have Amazon Prime, and I will... Sometimes log in, but not very often. I, there's, I, like, I haven't gotten into, I haven't taken the time to dive in to see what's available. So I have the question to ask you: Will you get another one? Will you get either DC Unlimited or Disney Plus? <clears throat> I don't see myself getting DC Unlimited, just because I'm not in that. The only, the only way I get that is if. The CW decides to cancel Arrow and The Flash. Arrow and The Flash. Mm-hmm. And they decide to bring them over to DC Universe. The DC uh, platform. I don't know who the head of CW is, but they will cut a bitch before that happens. So, I'm safe in that regard. Mm-hmm. I, I won't be getting the DC platform. Um, My problem with the DC... I, I, I'll consider Marvel... Mm-hmm. Or Disney. Disney Plus. I'll consider Disney Plus if um, they continue with Daredevil mm-hmm. at this point. And if, you know, they, they're, if they continue or if they develop their own original series. Well, that's what they're doing. Yeah. Um, what's his well, name? The, you know, John I, Favreau is doing a, um, I believe it's like a mini series, like a 10 episode a season uh well, star wars show um they said that, uh, i don't remember the actor one actors from a uh, rogue one uh, he'll basically they'll have like a, a prequel show showing his life before before well uh, I'll, I'll, let me stop right there mm-hmm. for me personally star wars isn't gonna cut it anymore I, i'm at this point where i've gone just back to OG Star Wars. I only care about 
the original three. Um, anything else, it's just like, oh, you know, I'll check out, I'll see it when I see it, but, you know, I'll never get excited about the Star Wars movie the way I was excited about, you know, the first Spider-Man movie, or the Avengers, or the Batman movies of the 2000s. You know, movies that I would stand in line, you know, for midnight showings and for, you know, multiple viewings of all these movies. Um, but Star Wars is just not going to cut it for me anymore. Um, yeah. So Star Wars stuff, they got me because they're filling in a lot of gaps that happened between um, episodes three and four, and then four, five, and six, six and seven. They're filling in a lot of gaps in between. Um, again, you're not reading the comic books, you would know. So I've been reading Marvel's Vader book, and um, it explains a lot of things. It Expl explains what happens in between episodes three and four when he becomes Vader. And um, first off, Vader's terrifying. He is officially Space Hitler. He kills anything, and he does not give a damn about his own people. And it explains why uh, Vader doesn't know that, um, uh, what's her name? Princess uh, um, Leia. Leia isn't his daughter. Because you remember at the end of episode three when they're uh, parading uh, Queen Padme's body through the, court, the courtyard, she's still shown as pregnant. So, I never noticed that. Yeah, she's still showing us pregnant. So, Vader believes his children died in childbirth. Uh -huh. So, later on, um, after. No, this is after, after episode four, four after but Luke. But weren't the children birthed? The, the children were. Yeah, they were birthed, but they were hidden. So, one thing they did, the, uh, the rebellion did, they made her seem pregnant. So oh, okay, it, okay. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't say she appears pregnant. So if you're intentionally, so if you're the Empire, you think, or especially your Vader, you think the kids died with her. You're so not hunting. You're right, not hunting down. Right. Okay. So, so after Episode Four, after Luke blows up the Death Star, he finds out that Luke, last name Skywalker, and he goes back to Tatooine. He's like, "Oh, damn you, um, Obi Wan! You hit him in the one place I would never look because." I would never come back to this place mm -hmm. because of what it means to me and what I lost here. Right. It's like, oh, this explains everything, all the plot holes that were missing that I complain about. And it explains how he got back in good with, um, with how Vader got back in good with the Emperor after he um, allowed the Death Star to get blown up. Right. Okay. That's interesting. Kind of. Yeah. And again, Darth Vader. Fucking terrifying those books. Um, but going back to uh, Disney Plus, I'm definitely getting it just for that. Also, I don't know if it's confirmed or not, but they've been talking about having the shows. Um, they've they there've been rumors about them making three shows about uh, the MCU. Mm -hmm. One about Loki, uh, the other one with Scarlet Witch, possibly involving Vision. And then the rumored third, the third one is basically a buddy cop 
uh, TV show with uh, the Falcon and Bucky Barnes. Yeah, you know, like I said, or like I've kind of thought about, I guess. I would be cool with those. I mean, I never thought I would be a fan of the Green Arrow television show mm -hmm. or the Flash television show. Um, I'm telling you, you're missing something with Legend of Tomorrow. It's my favorite one. There's so many shows. And I it's know just there so is, hard but to keep on with. I, like I, I got to the, I guess the first two. Well, let me. Legend is my favorite on CW. My favorite overall is, of course, Agent of Shield, which yeah. has come back season six and seven. But uh, Legends, once you get past that first season and you get done with the Hawk Man Hawk Girl story, and they put Sarah Lance in control, it fucking takes off and is awesome. Mm -hmm. You just gotta slosh through that first season. Yeah. But um, sorry, to interrupt. You go back to what you say. Yeah. So the idea of them having a show about Scarlet Witch and the Vision, mm. Loki, and having the actors from the movies in these TV shows, right? Um, and then Bucky and Falcon. That sound. That all sounds cool. That all sounds like something I would invest some time into. Mm. Um, so, I'm the kind of, I feel like I might just, I wouldn't, I wouldn't pay, f like, let's say they, they don't, you know, they, let's say the streaming service, just for the sake of rounding things, Let's say the streaming service is available January 1st, 2019. And they say, we're going to offer you all this stuff. Daredevil's coming. Uh, Bucky Barnes and the Falcon are coming. Star Wars is coming. Plus all the Disney movies. Right. And, and let's say, Daredevil's coming first, and it's going to be in February 2019. Mm -hmm. So you got to wait a month. But Bucky and the Falcon aren't coming until February of 2020, so you gotta wait. Well, I'm gonna watch Daredevil in three days. I'm gonna binge it if they do that. The only way they're gonna keep me is if they don't put it all out at once. If they pull a Hulu and treat it like an actual like series where it comes out week to week. But if they put it all out at once, I'm going to pay 9 or $10 for a month, watch it in three days, and I'm going to cancel it until something I'm really hyped for, like Bucky and the Falcon, comes out a year later. I'm not going to spend $10 a month the rest of the way, you know, if there's things in there that I'm not. That's exactly about. what happened with CBS All Access. All they had on there was uh, Star Trek Discovery, and once that went off, people just canceled their subscriptions. Yeah. And if nothing else, Disney knows how to make money. Yeah. Uh, like I've, I've said on Twitter multiple times, it's Disney's money. I'm just holding it for them in my wallet. So they, no doubt right now, because I think the service doesn't start until fall 2019. So they have a lot of time to formulate a plan to where it, it's not going to be that. You're not going to just pay for a month, month and a half, and right. then dip out they're gonna be like hey you're gonna be in and we're gonna be hitting up that char that card we're gonna be charging you whatever because it's they already said it's gonna be cheaper than netflix 
So when I think cheaper in Netflix, it's probably going to be around $10, 11 because, you know, Netflix prices have gone up in the past three or four years. So it's going to be something around $10, $11. Every, it's going to hit you every month, and they're like, we're going to get you, we're going to, we're going to operate at a loss. We're not worried about making money because Disney makes more than enough money and everything else it does. And we're going to make sure we give you content month after month after month and we're never going to lose you. Because let me be 100% honest with you right now. I said I'm going to get it for Star Wars and I'm going to get it for the Marvel shows or whatever. I'm getting this because they're going to have all those damn Disney movies. And I have a five-year-old. Sure. Who loves Moana, loves Frozen, loves those Disney movies, and let's be honest, I love them too, so I'm going to get it for both of us. And that's exactly what Disney is banking on. Mm -hmm. But with me, but I'm just... Single, no child having bastard. But I'm just one man. And... What can one man do? Whatever he wants. (laughs) That is true. And if that means it's the only spending thing. $10 one month and spending it in six months, that's exactly what I'm going to do. But, so I, you know, there, there are, yeah, there, there will be a number of guys, I'm just going to say, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to assume it's all guys, that are going to do, like, do like I'm going to do. And I'm just going to pay for that one month and cancel and then come back here and there. Um but a family man like you, they got you. Mm-hmm. They, 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 they got those claws, those talons. That mouse has a hold of me. It's their money. I'm just holding it for them until that charge hits my debit card. The, the streaming service, the, okay, now to be, now we're talking in reality, the streaming service isn't, like you said, isn't coming out until late 2019. Mm-hmm. So, for sure, coming or you know, it's officially coming out late twenty nineteen. Disney is just that hawk that's just hovering over you. Mm-hmm. They're just, they're just circling over you. Like a vulture, I'm just laying on the ground, and I'm like, just come pick my, pick at my carcass. It's already yours. And then as soon as October hits, mm-hmm. those claws, talons are gonna sink right into, right into that back of yours, mm-hmm. man. And they, they got you. They got me, man. <laughs> and, 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 and you know. But you're not going to be the only one, so... Yeah. <laughs> I definitely will not be the only person. Um, well, we just went, like, 20-some minutes on Disney+. Plus. We didn't have anything to say about DC Unlimited. Because there's nothing, there's nothing to say. I mean, I'm not interested in any of that. You know, I own all the Batman movies on DVD. Mm-hmm. I own the Superman movies on DVD. Um, and the one thing I'd be most excited about is their comic book library, having that be able to watch it, being able to read that on my phone or my tablet. And it's like, they don't have what I'm looking for. Right. Like the Titan show, when they, when it came out, they had certain Titans, um, like a series and certain, um, storylines, but they didn't have everything. Um, they had a couple, like all the rebirth issues that have come up. Like all these comics are on issue like rebirth, they're on like uh, issue 40, 45, something like that. And when the DC Unlimited came out, they only had the first issue of the rebirth thread. It's like, well, what the hell? Yeah, you, you, you guys decide you wanted to move from New York, go to California, you digitize all your uh, your back, your back comics, and you don't have what everything on the site already. What are you waiting for? 
And uh, Titans is trash. I I listened to uh, what called super uh, was it from the MTR network super Tuesday review is that what it called super something something Tuesday I want to make sure to look this up so I actually get it right I don't want to be mean to them but for me it's like super Tuesday recap and they were talking about Titans and basically Jason not Jason I keep calling him Jason Todd because that's who he acts like on the show but Dick Grayson is such a fucking dick. And it's like, he isn't supposed well, to be that off, way. It's, it's in his name. Richard Grayson he is such a dick. And it's like, he's not supposed wait, to be wait, that you way. you don't even know what you just said. Well, you let me breathe. Okay. <laughs> he's, not supposed to be, he's, just, he's not supposed to be an asshole. Is that better? There you go. Okay. He's supposed to be the opposite of Batman. He's a capable fighter and everything. But he's not supposed to be like Jason Todd, this, mer- this like, uh, just ruthless fighter. Mm-hmm. I remember one of the one of my favorite lines ever. It came from Young Justice, where Wonder Woman berates Batman about making uh, Dick Robin at like nine years old, and it was like, "What? Why did you do this? Was it just? It was so important to you that he became like you?" And Batman looks her in the eyes and said, "No, he had to find." It was important that he found out who he brought the killers, the people who killed his family to justice so he wouldn't become like me. Yeah. Wow. Young Justice so good. That's the only thing that's worth getting DC Unlimited for because season three comes back next year. I think January 4th, January 9th, somewhere time like that. And I'm like, I'm not going to spend 10 bucks a month on this for just one damn show. Right. Um, yeah, the, the original content just doesn't seem appealing to me right now at this mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, if they get, they somehow bring over the arrow. And they are not bringing that over. DC will cut some of what I'm not getting the DC Unlimited. All right, let's move on. Speaking of yeah. Arrow Flash. Their shows we watched. They're back. Uh, they've been back. <laughs> We're late on this. Sure. Um, let's talk about the two I'm not caught co- up with first. You want to do? Let's do the gifted first. I'm, I'm liking the gifted. Uh, there's one thing that they do, and they I guess they've been doing it since season one. But they do so many flashbacks mm-hmm. that are like the, real quick. The one thing about Arrow is that all the flashbacks they do, like it's it could have you know from season one they could have done like their own separate season of flashbacks uh-huh. you know each episode had a you know a bunch of flashbacks that were all consistent they were consistent for like almost two years straight um, with the gifted like their flashbacks are one episode it was focusing on two characters from 10 years ago uh-huh. and then the they're next fl- episode their flashbacks were Focusing on this other character from six months ago. Their flashbacks are more... They're not like... What's what I'm looking for? They're not story... They're not... Um, uh, basically, they're contained to that one episode. And they are... Very quick, individual... Um, mini... My, tiny, microscopic origin stories. Mm-hmm. But they're all the same. That's the thing. It's like... They all depict these characters as 
these seemingly good people until this something happens that changes them. And it's like, we get it. Like, you were good, and now you're not so good anymore. <laughs> so let's move on. After so many of those, we get the idea, or like, I think it's an understanding that this is the same kind of road that most of these characters have taken already. So we don't really need to go back to it. Like, I don't need to see... Uh, yeah, I don't need to see all these heel turns. <laughs> Wrestling Mark. <laughs> yeah. Uh, me, I like... I did, uh, But I like the... I mean, I like the show. I don't know why. Maybe I'm just like... When it comes to comic books, I'm just a just a total effing mark. But uh, when it does stuff like that, like the flashback, flash flashbacks, and it shows how they got from, you know, when they were sweet and innocent into where they got now, and it shows that progression, their character progression. I like that stuff. But see, that would be fine if they did show a progression, but it's just this one instance that shows the the, the quick change. Can you give an example? Um, how far along are you in the season? Do you know the main antagonist? The Hellfire Club and what's her name? Reva. Reva, yeah. Okay, so in one episode they show... I'm sorry, the Inner Circle. The Inner Circle, right. They show that she was a part of a community of mutants and they were trying to organize, you know... They're trying to help the community. They're trying to work within the parameters of the law mm -hmm. and, and, you know, um, yeah, tr they were trying to be peaceful community organizers. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she had a, the right mindset. And then someone she really looked up to got killed right in front of her mm -hmm. by a human. And so now we know why she hates humans or has a vendetta. Because this happened real quick, but it's the same thing with the with the um, in the first season with the Central Services agent Jace. Jace, yeah. Jace Turner. Like his daughter gets killed. You know, on the was it the seven fifteen? Yeah. Incident. Mm -hmm. So it's like okay, well, yeah, he was a good guy, a, a loving father and husband, and now we know why he who. Up to that point, didn't seem to have a problem with mutants. But now we know why he has a problem with mutants. And Well, not just that. They, The worst thing they did in season one was when, oh, what's her name? A dreamer? She took away his memories yeah. Oh, yeah. of his daughter Ooh, dying. So that later that night, he comes home and he's talking to his wife. He's, he's, like, he's like, where's Grace at? And like, losing a family member once... It's difficult losing them twice yeah. and then realizing, holy shit, I just had this taken away from me. Like, I can understand. I can understand his heel turn to becoming, like, part of Purifiers. Sure. And, like, I like that flashback. We talk about Reva. Just see, um, she tried to do things the quote-unquote the, the right way, do everything legal. Mm -hmm. And it's like, she saw that these humans won't let us do anything won't let us do it the right way because they control the laws. They can change them whenever they feel like it. So I can't do it the way someone else would do it, like do it the polite way. I have to do whatever I can to protect me and protect other mutants who are being prosecuted like this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess 
and and like what we saw, like that shows why she did in the what was it the first episode of season two where she literally she's making a plan. And the other members of the inner circle go against her, and she's like, "Okay, whatever." She pulls out that gun, and she, she claps everybody in that room. But no, she has she disorients them while the um, what are the names? The Frost sisters take care of them. Yeah. Also, I don't really like her power. It's kind of goofy the way they shape the camera <laughs> to make it look like you're. Or to try and get you to feel like you're being. I don't understand her power fully. It like, it like confuses you, and also like we saw with Marcos, makes your power backfire. Backfire or uh, yeah, it like. It's like disorienting, and it makes your powers, fuck fuck up basically. Yeah. It's like that's kind of broad. Yeah, it's it's goofy in my eyes. I'm like, okay, yeah. It's not. It's not the greatest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Uh, not totally sold on, on her powers, but. Uh, uh, I can't. I mean, overall, I mean, I, I like the show. I think the acting is good. The stories mm-hmm. are pretty intense. You know, I can't wait until Andy learns that all important lesson that we we as men have had to learn. Your dick is not your friend. Because <laughs> <laughs> he. Basically went with the went with the inner circle at the end of season one because of Esme, the uh, one of the Frost sisters, and I saw part of the last episode. He's like basically puppy love with this new mutant who basically killed a bunch of people. Yeah, you gotta watch it. It's, yeah, it's, it's like eventually you gotta come in part where you gotta come to terms like this won't end well for me. I need to not. I need to think with the bigger head. Right. They kind of hinted some uh, maturity, I guess, mm-hmm. in the, the coming episodes mm-hmm. in that regard. Um, it's still, well, it's the best X-Men show or property. That I've, I've enjoyed this because it actually feels like the comic books. Mm-hmm. The uh, Mutant Underground trying to survive and trying to pr- protect and uh, basically X-Men protect the world that hates and fears them. That's what the Mutant Underground is doing while the Inner Circle, the Hellfire Club is doing a more a Malcolm, a Malcolm X by any means necessary right. route where we will do whatever we have to do to protect mutants. And I like I'm, I keep surprising, I keep getting surprised that I'm enjoying an X-Men show that doesn't have any of the X-Men. Yeah. I mean, Polaris, the, you know, the fact that they aren't, you know, they're, they're not, um, there's no, there's no bones about it, who she is. Mm-hmm. You know, just her hair alone. I mean, that's a dead giveaway and that's awesome. Like, And the fact that she's like the most well-known character on that show, just given her history, and Polaris, yeah. Is a character that's been around since what, sixties or seventies? Uh, yeah, you might. Be, I think you're right. Because I was thinking the Hellfire Club. No, I was thinking the Frost Sisters, but that's because Emma. I know Emma Frost, and right. she's there to her clones. But mm-hmm. I didn't realize Polaris had been around that long. So you're right. Probably, I think like the sixties or seventies, uh, and. 
like that's all I that's I'm content with that. Mm -hmm. Like that being the most well known character. And I like it. And I've liked the show, you know, since the get go. Yeah, so the best X Men property yeah. is by far mm -hmm. better than the movies. I'll go to my grave with that. Fight me if you want. Okay. I'll pass. <laughs> Alright. Um, next show, Flash. So the Flash, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm always going to keep keep up with it, I guess. The thing about this season is, how far, like, how far along are you? Mm, the last episode. You've, but you've seen, you've seen at least two episodes. Yeah, I've seen them. So you know what's going on, for the most yeah. part. Like, who one of the main characters is. What one of the new main characters. Excess? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a, the, their daughter. Right, so... Uh, what's her like, name? I forget. Oh, Jesus Christ, I don't remember. Nora. Either. Yeah, Nora. Nora Allen. So, so she comes back from the future to um, to help her parents. And so they're all supposed to be roughly the same age. You know, it's supposed to be 25-year-old year old Nora Allen working with her 25-year-old parents. Um, Which is funny because the actress that plays her, Sarah Jessica, what is it? No, Jessica Parker Kennedy, yes. who is scrum dilly umptious. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. She's actually older than both um, Grant Gustin and, oh, I forgot her name. The actress who plays... Candace. Can, yeah, Candace Parker. Patton. Patton. Yeah, she's like 34. Yes. She's older than me. And me too. Yeah. I'm only thirty-two. I do the math, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, but but she looks she looks like their child. Crazy young. Yeah, she does. Black don't crack. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, man, I, you know, it's a great it's a great role for her. She's lived a good life. She's Canadian. She doesn't have that American hate in her. <laughs> um, but for me, you know, at a certain point, for me, it just kind of gets corny. Really? The idea that, you know, she's still around, and, you know, because it would make sense that, you know, you don't want to affect the timeline, but it also makes sense well, that you, you just say to hell with it. And you saw that one episode where they had Sherlock Wells, and he he was talking to her, it's like, hell, you could have picked any time to come back, but you chose this one. Like, he suspects, like, the reason that she gave for coming isn't the real reason she's here. But the reason that usually, she, that usually well the reason she gave is we, that she gave is like hey you, dad you're, you're in the future I'm from you you're no longer here mm -hmm. I have all the I have this super speed I need training and I can't turn to my mom because she chipped me when I was a child so I couldn't use my powers right so I I don't trust her I went back in time to learn from you which if you're Barry Allen and your child comes from the future, which is a weird thing to say, and you you just instinctively trust her. Same thing with uh with her mother. You just you just trust your child, but she's hiding something. Obviously, there's yeah. some there's a, another reason that she's really they always are. Yeah. Um, oh, she, I think they said the reason she's basically she's trying to keep him from disappearing in the future. That too. But after a while, it just gets kind of corny. Mm -hmm. But that's just me. That's my taste. Uh, let me tell you this. Mm -hmm. This much. They tried to introduce this concept that 
uh, or this, uh, you know, they like to, you know, make fun of our current, you know, uh, our current period of, of living, you know, the fact that we're in the year 2018. They like to make fun of those things, but there's, you know, at one point she uses what is considered future lingo. Mm -hmm. They made up future lingo for her to bring back. So Oh, oh I don't think, you, you never watched the cartoon Batman Beyond. Uh, I didn't finish the whole series. I mean, yeah, I remember watching one it. of the things she says, she says, that's so sway. Yes. That was something from Batman Beyond. Okay, let me tell you this. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you this right now. Okay. If the word sway in 20 years becomes the new lingo, I'm out. I'm done. Like, I'm getting out. There's no, that's so stupid. Well, it's so corny. Well, language evolves, <laughs> and there's going to be something. Hey, li hey, 20 years ago, bling wasn't a word. It's a word now. Sw uh, sw uh, swag, drip, all these words... The young kids, they come up with new words, they come up with new terms, and it becomes part of, oh, there's that, <laughs> yeah. the shoe thing. Uh, it becomes part of the lexicon, and that's what's, that's what's going to happen. Now they, you call it an evolution? Bling? Sway? I said swag, but okay. Swag? Uh, drip? No cap. Shway, apparently, you know, that they've made, that they've decided is going, at least for the show. I call that de-evolution, my friend. <laughs> That's just so dumb. Yeah, every generation comes up with new words and change things up. But if it actually ever like sticks or it's not gonna be, is resemb resembles that word, I'm out. It's I'm not done. Gonna, it's not going to be sway, but there will definitely be 20 years from now, 20, 30 years around now, your kids will be saying, will be talking to you, they'll use slang, you'll be like, what? It's going to happen. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> That's it. I'm done. Just the way the world goes. Um, anything else? But like the, but the actual them, you know, who they're up against. I think it's been a pretty cool story. Um, this idea that there aren't any real like new metahumans, but that they've all, <clears throat> excuse me, they were all affected by the Enlightenment by gaining. Meta tech, yeah, from the um the satellite explosion. Right. That's cool. I mean, it's it's different and it's uh, honestly they gotta do something to keep right. for to have the villain of the week. Exactly, and and that's fine. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm still entertained by the show. I'm mm -hmm. still, uh, I still enjoy the characters. All the character, you know, that again for me that cast is just it's strong throughout. Mm -hmm. I mean, you've got. All these young people, you know, Grant Gustin, Candace Patton, uh, everybody else that's, you know, the young the youngsters in that cast. And then you've got the veterans like um, John Wesley Shipp, mm -hmm. you know, who was the original Flash in the 90s, uh, Tom Cavanaugh. So how long did it take you to realize Tom Cavanaugh played uh, J.D.'s brother in oh, Scrubs? No, no. <laughs> okay. No, I... Once I, you know, I, once I saw him in Scrubs, like, that, that's a guy you, if, if you're a fan of Scrubs, you don't forget guys like that. Hmm. Okay. And especially, I mean, he's got a, a distinct look as well. And the fact that he really hasn't aged, I mean, he's aged pretty well mm -hmm. over that time. 
So no, that, that was I was like excited. I was like, oh cool, it's Tom Cavanaugh. It's yeah, it's Dan. It's Dan Dory. <laughs> Too bad he doesn't have a cake. Yeah, cause that means someone died. Um, before we talk about um, Arrow, because that's the one I know most about. Uh, let's talk about this Elseworld crossover. Have you seen the trailers for it? I've been watching the trailers. Uh, I'm interested. I'm gonna tune in. I'm gonna tune in to all three nights and watch however many shows are involved. So it's Supergirl, Arrow, Flash, that's Legends. It. Legends isn't involved this year. Just those three really? shows. Yeah. Oh, okay. But their their characters will be right. No. Oh, not okay. all. Oh, that's a bummer. Just Flash, Arrow, Supergirl, and you have all the characters from those three shows plus Batman. the appearance of Batwoman. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I, I, it's a good look. Mm-hmm. The costume looks cool. So, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm interested in it. Yeah. And that's uh, next weekend. Yeah. And I think they said this is going to... They have a pilot in place for a Batwoman show. That's cool. Which is getting us one step closer to a Batman show on TV. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, we know that, we know Bruce Wayne exists in the Arrowverse. Yes, they've mentioned it. We also know that Oracle exists. Yes. Season 4, episode 11. Damn. I looked this up earlier okay. because I, I was listening to a podcast. So, it's um Oliver, and I forget who's with them, but ba- they're at this they're at this building, and this is when Felicity's trying to get think of a code name, and he's like Overwatch, we're here, and she's like, oh Overwatch, and Oliver goes, yeah, you said you need a code name, and I thought, right. oh, and she's like, oh that's so that's so cool, thank you, and he's like, yeah, I would have gave you Oracle, but it's already taken. Okay. That's, okay, yeah, that, that rings a bell. In fact, I think I pull it up. Because I was looking at it earlier. There, hey, damn, I still got it up. And the idea Come of... Come on, you... He knows, Oliver knows Oracle exists. I don't know if he knows it's Barbara Gordon, which is like, okay, Barbara Gordon exists. She got shot, which means Batman exists. Nightwing exists. And depending on the community, the, where they set the timeline, Jason Todd is either Robin or he's dead. And, um, oh, no, I always forget the third Robin. It is, guy, it's the smartest guy. Who's the third Robin? After Jason Todd. Jason Todd, Dick Grayson. Um, oh, Jesus Christ. This is annoying because when we were kids, he was actually the Robin because Dick Tim Grayson. Drake. Yeah, Tim Drake. Thank you. Yeah, Tim Drake's Robin. And that's cool. I mean, it's great that they have they have the ability to bring them all together. Mm-hmm. And, they've, and they have, I mean... They've started to bring the major characters around. I mean, look, Supergirl, they've cast a... They, there's a Superman mm-hmm. on the show. It's not Superboy. It's not... 
super lad or whatever or super guy. It's Superman. Super, super guy. <laughs> super it's, guy. It's, you know, sure, it's not Henry Cavill. It's not, um, it's not the, it's not the one from 2006. He's, uh, Brandon Ralph. Brandon Ralph, even though he's involved in the universe now. Mm. But, uh, look, yeah, they're bringing these, they're bringing these characters along slowly but surely. And here's, Here's what I like, kind of, this is, here's what I kind of like, that I guess it helps me at least ease um, the pain of knowing that this is it for Gotham. God, the final, this, this next season of Gotham is the final season, and that starts in January, and I've really enjoyed Gotham, and it's like... We are our flaws, okay. Yeah. Sure. I'm not I afraid. saw a steal of who they had Bane, and he looked like a homeless RoboCop. I still I haven't seen it yet. Well, I haven't seen the, the picture yet. But, but I mean, look, I, I've liked that they've introduced all of those villains. Mm-hmm. I mean, up until Bane, they've introduced every major villain Batman faces. Yeah, well, I guess so. Bane and Killer Croc is left. Is that it? Is, is that his name? Yeah. And, and the man bat. But aside from that, I mean, you've got, you've already been introduced to the Joker, Two-Face, the Riddler, the Penguin, um, Solomon Grundy. Poison Ivy. Poison that. Ivy. Catwoman. I just remember Poison Ivy because they were talking about it on a podcast. About <clears throat> she was young and then she took a potion to make herself older. So she had, and she had to, to be recognized. I'm like, okay, I'm out of the show. <laughs> uh, Harvey Two-Face. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've introduced a wealth of villains, and none of them felt too rushed. None of them felt um, over. Like they've established who the main villains are for this particular series, Um, and it doesn't feel. And it feels okay. It feels like it's just the right amount. Like they've given, even though. Two Face is a is a major villain mm-hmm. in the comics, and he hasn't received that kind of treatment on the show. It's still it it feels like even though now it's final season, up until you knowing when the final season is, it still felt like oh man, like you're just rubbing your hands together and you're like, there okay, we're gonna get we're gonna get to him then, right? Like. All I know and it's a letdown, about sure. Gotham is that there's a guy on there who plays the Joker but can't be called the Joker. Right. Okay, that is all I need to know. I am out. But it's still like, even though the series is coming to a close, mm-hmm. um, you still felt like those characters that they hadn't focused on yet or have given, given too many storylines, there was still that feeling like Maybe they will get to Two Face mm-hmm. more. Um, maybe we we will see some more Victor Freeze, you know, in a more prominent role instead of just a, a, a gun for hire at this point. With the way they've used him, um, but overall, I mean, I've, I've enjoyed that show. So the fact that it's ending is a bummer, but I feel like you might as well because. You're not gonna keep the show going with 
Bruce Wayne going away, you know, like we imagined would happen. You know, he goes away, goes into hiding and training or whatever. Um, you know, in, in Batman Begins, you know, he comes home from, from university. So it's like, you know, Alfred's like, all right, well, will you be going back to, what was it, Harvard or Yale or whatever? And, you know, so they've established that he's left Gotham to go to school. Um, but you're not gonna, you're not gonna keep the show going with Bruce Wayne absent, even if it is for the purpose of him um, uh, developing into Batman. So you know, I guess it is the best time to, to cancel it, which still is a bummer because it's a good show from to me at least. But because bringing it back. Because the CW and DC have worked so well and have been able to balance the characters and properties that they've that they've put on television, it, it would it'll be a nice. I think it could possibly be a nice transition into my world without the show Gotham on television. You know, that, that, but that's just me. So and so it'll it'll be cool for them to kind of introduce their own vision and and uh, take on the Batman properties, the Batman characters. Um, and if it starts off with with um, with Batwoman, the mentioning of Oracle, the mentioning of Bruce Wayne, mentioning Gotham on the show on these shows, it's a good start, it's a good little teaser and it's something that um, it's also good in the sense that if the Flash starts to lose its luster, Arrow starts to lose its luster, you can transition into those and give those more prominent spots in the lineup, you know, their own shows, whatever you want to do. There's room to grow within the DC universe. I let you talk about Gotham for seven damn minutes. I have completely lost control of this <laughs> show. Um, let's move on to the final. But, I, but I, I think you see my point, though. Like, it kind of there's an opportunity to bring those, not those exact same characters, but it, it gives you a chance to bring over the Batman universe and introduce it into everything else that you currently have. I agree. On to the good shows. Okay. Let's talk about Arrow. Arrow I've enjoyed so far. Um, Arrow's the one I'm all the way caught up in. So what'd you think? Um, um, Arrow has the best fight scenes. Oh, hands down, hands down. And it, I mean, it look it it doesn't it doesn't hurt that Stephen Amell is an incredible you know performer. You know he's he's athletic. Um, you know he's dabbled in pro wrestling, so he's got agility and athleticism that's kind of necessary for the role. That well, I don't. Imagine he's doing every single stunt. Mm -hmm. You got to think he's doing his fair share, and that that helps the the product on screen. I feel like. Uh, going back to the last episode, one thing I hate about shows, especially with ha that have a strong villain, is when the villain's just whooping ass for like a good five ten minutes, yeah. and then the hero has like the the hail mary comeback. Like, if 
you're getting your ass whooped and you just come back little by little. That's understandable. But in this this episode, uh, Diaz, he's got like some kind of super serum and he's just beating the brakes all Oliver. And he's in the cell with Oliver. He rips Oliver's picture of Felicity and William and he goes to stab him with the scissors and Oliver grabs him, grabs his hand and forces him back into Diaz. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, we made it. Scored right at the end of the game. Guys, it's like, I'd rather see Oliver, you know, focus that rage of seeing that picture being destroyed and just slowly but surely come back than just, you know, a five-second murder because Diaz wasn't paying attention. It feels like a cheap win. Yeah, and I think that that kind of ties into... It's something that I was actually talking about with my dad recently. It kind of ties into the idea that, um, you know, the comics have always, it's kind of a problem that that the comics have, where it's like Superman is the most invincible, he's the most powerful, supposed to be the most powerful superhero, you know, in existence. But you can't, have every issue of Superman easily defeating the bad guy or else why would you keep reading so mm. when you introduce interesting villains powerful villains you know that obviously aren't going to defeat Superman but are going to put up a, a, a damn good fight at least that's the problem the that, problem with that DC they haven't, that, that comics in general have always done it's like they, they no, no, that's really a problem with DC because all their characters, Superman, Batman, Flash, Wonder Woman, their power set is basically God. Mm-hmm. Superman can do everything. Wonder Woman is a perfect warrior. Flash can run fast enough to go through time. Batman knows everything. And it's like, how do you give these gods problems? Because let's be honest, there should never be any crime in Central City if you're if the Flash is fast enough to run through time, if you're that fast, how the fuck is a dude with a cold gun giving you problems? You moving faster than you can think. How does anyone handle you? But but yeah, right. And therein lies the problem. It's like you because you can't make it so easy. You have to make it difficult. And so instead of like you said, building up to the hero over, overcoming, to Oliver overcoming uh, Diaz out of rage from what he sees, it is, and I guess for the sake of time, for television. Well, yeah, that's true. Insta-kill. Instant-kill. Or, or Hail Mary stoppage. Is he dead? As far as I know, he's not. Okay, so instant downage. Uh, that's just the one problem I have with that. Sure, and, no, and, but that's a... That's a problem that's been in existence since comics have been around, since Superman's been around, really. It's like, how do you balance the idea of, or how, how do you balance interest in the characters um, and, you know, their in- invincibility, or their, you know, how do you make sure that they're not too invincible and that they are also how do you, how do you, not uh, beatable. How do you make them human and also superhuman at the same time? Right. Um, going back, uh, let's see. Bronze Tiger. 
Turner. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Michael J. White. Michael J. White. Awesome. So, I was listening to, a, I was, again, listening to a podcast. They were talking about the uh, Green Lantern Lantern Core movie that mm-hmm. pops that may or may not come out. And they're doing casting for um, the Lanterns. I was like, he would make a great John Stewart. He'd be great as John Stewart. I don't think he's a legit <laughs> badass. Like, yes, <laughs> that the martial arts that he displays on Arrow—it's not some stunt guy. It's not Corey. It's not like I mean, it's Corey guy, but it's not uh, something he—he he doesn't had, know how to do. He definitely knows how to do. Struggles. With. Yeah, he—he's like he's like I don't need I don't need a stunt guy. I know how to do this shit. I know how to throw around. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, you do. You may need to stand back because I do this for real. I might knock your block off. Right. But yeah. I think he'd be great as John Stewart. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah, he he was. It's great to see him having that. Um, you said he'll turn earlier. He has a face turn. He's he's not a hundred percent a good guy, but he's 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 becoming more uh, heroic. Yeah, he yeah he's more anti. You're right. Yeah. Um, man, I, I wish they hadn't killed off Amanda Waller. Because I'd like to see them bring that, mm-hmm. the suicide, suicide squad. squad and have missions like that every once in a while. And do it so much better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna let the DCEU slide for now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let that. I'm gonna let that slide. I'm gonna let them live tonight. But yeah, um, he's great. And also, um, Oliver realizing that. He he can be wrong in seeing and sending people to prison. It's like uh, Turner said, when you were out there before, you had the hood on, you saw everything just black and white, and now you're in here, you've seen the shades of gray, right? And you've seen what people have had had to do just to survive. And um, and I think this would be the final push to make him the Green Lantern that we see in the comic books. The, yeah. The, I'm sorry, Green Arrow that we see in the comic books. The guy who's more optimistic and the social justice warrior that he is, especially mm-hmm. in his latest run. Um, also, Stanley's a problem. Oh, were, is, was anybody surprised that he was playing Oliver the entire time? No, I don't think his entire... I'm, I'm so weak, I can't do anything. These guys are just beating me up. It's like... I was like, why are they... The entire time. This so obvious Yeah, <laughs> this is... It's like, yeah, we see this guy's going to be a problem. He's he's like, I'm innocent. I, so they put me in here and I ain't doing things. It's like, no, you're a killer. It's like... And I'm glad... It's like, I'm glad Oliver caught up on it when he got released from... from uh, what was it, Solitaire? Was he in the... The emergency where he's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, I can't believe you found Turner's knife. He's like, how did you, how did you know? No, he was in solitary. Stanley. Yeah, he was in. Sol- yeah. I thought I couldn't remember. He was in solitary. He got beaten up by the guards and then sent to the to the uh, emergency. But he got like, ah, oh, yeah, you f- I can't believe Turner did that. Like, how did you know it was Turner's knife? It's like Oliver putting two dudes together. Like, oh, Stanley's a problem. Yeah. And like later on, when he drugs Oliver, like being a fucking little weasel hiding behind the door and pricking him with that needle, uh, and you know, at the end he escapes. He's gonna he's gonna be a problem. Oliver's gonna have to track him down, and um, yeah, he's probably about there being a sewer serial serial killer. We'll probably see him. 
You know what? I don't even think they need to show them until next season. Just sit on that. I'd be okay with that. It'd be a nice little, uh, yeah, it'd be a little surprise. Like, uh, if enough time will have gone by where you almost have forgotten mm-hmm. about him completely. You're like, oh man, that's right. Mm-hmm. He's crazy. And so. But I, I've really liked the season so far. Have, did you see the preview for the next episode? Yes. So but he is in the Green Arrow uniform, whooping ass, no hood, no mask, anything. And like that was the one of the questions I had. I was like, okay, he's eventually going to get out because, of course, he's going to get out. Yeah. They're not going to have Oliver in prison for the entire season. I will say I was kind of surprised that he was he's already out after, what, seven episodes? Yeah. But they did this a whole lot better than they did The Flash last year when yeah. Barry was in jail. Well, that's easier to, like, with The Flash, it's like he could have he could have been in and out. Also, the entire, the trials they had, the fat Flash compared to Arrow. It so was the fact like, that they didn't have any. Yeah, Arrow, the Flash, you basically the trials like two episodes he put in jail. And Arrow, it was the entire, it was all season six where it was in the background and that one FBI agent was like, hey, oh, yeah, we're right. coming. And it's like in the background and it's like he's trying to get Diaz. Meanwhile, right. the FBI, I don't remember her name. She's. She's doing everything she can to prove that he's the Green Arrow, yeah. and you know that fucking snitch Renee snitches and and um, he's put in jail, and it's the that entire season is there. They did so much better in Arrow than they did in the Flash. Um, so he's out now. Um, oh, let's talk. Can we talk about the Flash forwards? I'm not big on them. Not big on them because I because I like the. I like the flashbacks where they're filling the gaps on certain mm-hmm. things. The flash forwards, it's like, I, I mean, I don't need, to, I don't need to see an older William. Mm-hmm. I don't need to see an older, fatter Roy. 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 Uh, I don't need to find out that this person is dead and that person is no longer in the picture. Uh, yeah. I just want to point out. Future uh, Felicity's not dead. They said she was. What's the number one rule when it comes to dead people in comics? Well, I'm just saying. I, I, I didn't say. Tell the people what's the number one rule. They're never really dead. No number one rule. No. Nobody, no death. Oh yeah, okay. So let's say produce me a bullet-ridden Felicity. She's alive somewhere. She faked her death and went into hiding sure. in the future. Um... In the future, I want to know what happened to Oliver. Yeah, that's interesting as well. Sort of. Oh, also, going back to the present, Felicity's change into a darker creature. It's gonna. It's gonna become a problem for Oliver. Oh yeah, of course. Because I remember Diaz when Diaz was in the jail cell, he was like, "Your wife." tried to kill me and she would have killed me and it wasn't for Black Siren or I don't even remember her real name coming and save me he's like oh that's not true you're lying it's like no Oliver he's she was about to put that the put a yeah. shot dead center mass <laughs> if uh, Laurel fake Laurel didn't come in and stop right but still just for I guess for acting sake you know even though I try not to 
I try not to be too much of a, you know, sort of sound like a snob, but for acting's sake, like, just watching um, Emily Bett Rickards mm -hmm. go from this, from the character she started out with, started out as, to trying to, you know, become this conflicted, you know, do whatever it takes kind of lady, like, it's just... It's just kind of silly. <laughs> really? It's just kind of goofy. Really? Yeah. Because it's like, stop, stop. Shoot him or don't shoot him. Don't, you know, you don't need to, you don't need to talk to this person. Just shoot him or don't. <laughs> yeah, but that's just a TV trope. Yeah, yeah. The hero's got to kill the villain. And for me... I, I, I just understand her because it's like, how far would you go to protect your family from someone who put your husband in jail? Well, he didn't, but the whole situation put in jail, broke into witness protection, and beat the fuck out of you. And no one else seems to be able to lay a finger on this guy. Artists can't touch him. The FBI can't touch him. Every time he comes close, he just slips away. And it's like, I, and it's just that thought just drives her. I need to protect my family. I need my husband back. I had to send my stepson across the pond to right. England to protect him. I need to do everything I can and that, that drives her and I can I understand her I can understand her going dark but I just wonder like now that Diaz is locked up is, will she be able to come back or is that what it's going to be no, all permanently? That, all, that, no, all, that, all of that is interesting but what I'm getting at is that the actual acting out of this, or acting out this this kind of metamorphosis, mm -hmm. to me, it just has, um, it, it doesn't reek, but it, um, it just reminds me of Christian Bale, hello, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm Bruce Wayne, to, I'm Batman, like, it just, it just has that feel of, She's trying to sound like she's not who she was or is. But from a performance, from an acting stance, it just seems kind of goofy. But the actual story of You this, are a hater. Just, the actual story of this person changing this way is, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's fine. But the actual performance itself by the real-life actor... It's just kind of goofy. I don't know. I like her. She's adorable. Oh, She's adorable. Yeah. Um, anything else? No, I man. I, I, like I said, I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying all the shows. Mm -hmm. um, that's it, man. I don't really keep up much else. I'm watching Narcos, Mexico on Netflix. I'm a few episodes in. It's really good. Um, but other than that, there's just so much on Netflix. Like, I've got friends that are. Yeah, that's why. Always. <laughs> Checking in on Facebook saying, oh, I'm watching this show, or I'm watching that documentary, or I'm watching this cartoon. I'm like, oh, I'm watching that movie. Mm -hmm. There's too There's too much, man. I, I mean, it's you, you definitely get your money's worth. And every month, it seems like something gets taken off, and you're like, damn, I missed that. And then the next month, it's like, ooh, this is great. I get to see, you know, when Thor Ragnarok and Black Panther came out. No, I look at it like, damn, I gotta add that in my queue now. <laughs> I'm already backed up as it is. I know. There's. I haven't finished. Narcos. I haven't seen that. Um, Orza, Orza, Ozarks. 
I'm still on season one. Um, Bojack Horseman, that always gets my attention. Today, uh, what show? F is for Family. Season that's three just came out. Fun. Yeah. I haven't even caught with season two yet. So that's how far I know. It's like, yeah, I understand it. And this is doubly hard for me. I'm not taking it away. But, like, if I'm at home and I'm watching TV, I'll just put on something for my son. Like, we'll watch Adventure Time or We Bear Bears or uh, Steven Universe. And we'll watch that. And, like, I will just get so behind on my shows. This is how behind, this is how behind I am on, on everything. I am just now, in 2018, finishing the Batman Arkham Knight game. It came out in 2015. <laughs> I am just now getting to the end. Because this is how this works. I start a game. I get distracted with my family or work or whatever. I come back to the game like three, four weeks later. I have no fucking clue where I am. I have to restart. And it's a pattern that just continues. You know what that is? Family is trash. That's what it is. But what? That's called being a man. It's called growth. (laughs) All right, man. I'm all nerded out. We're, um, I think we're over, yeah, we're an hour and 45 minutes. It's a good talk, man. Yeah. You know, I like talking about my shows that I watch. It's fun. Yeah. All right. Uh, before we leave, two things. First thing, most important. Um, you listened to the last episode at the end. I kept saying, oh, there's something that I want to talk about, but I can't remember. I lost my train of thought. And, of course... Like 15 minutes after I packed up and started to head home, I remember what it is. Our friend John, loyal listener, um, one, one of, of cool, my best friends. Oh, yeah, one of my best friends, coolest guy, you know, sports, whatever. He's going in for surgery on December 12th. And um, we just want John to know you're listening right now, buddy. You're in our prayers. Um, we can't wait to see you after your surgery. We're hoping and praying that everything goes well and uh, we can hang out again. Uh, you know, when you get out of the hospital, we can go, you know, get a beer together and celebrate. Absolutely. We love you, brother. Yeah, I love you dearly, man. Can't wait to see you again. Um, he was at the um, Turkey and Tunes, your uh, DJ set on Thanksgiving. And it was so great to see him. He was there with his girlfriend and he was in high spirits and like, I'm looking at it like, this man's about to have surgery. I'd be freaking out. But he's not showing it. Um, so um, He's got a better poker face than I <laughs> than both of us put together. And um, um, I just want to say, that, I want to say, John, we're both we're praying for you. We can't wait to see you after your surgery and hang out with you and just have a, a regular guy's not out with you, man. You got this, brother. You yeah. got it. Yeah. Well, we're behind you 100%. Uh, thing number two, say, we just gotta say again. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, uh, Podbeam app. Um, if you can leave us a review on iTunes, that'll help. Um, please leave five star review. Any five star review you leave, I will read on the air. Doesn't matter how nice or how mean it is. If you leave a four star review, you are a hater. Um, I will set up an email account um, soon so people can just email whatever concerns they have, questions, whatever. 
uh, any topics they feel like talking about. And um, I think that's about it. And, you know, the year's coming to a close. We still have some more things. Like, doing this podcast, talking to each other, like, weekly. Um, Anthony says earlier before we start recording, it really got, it's gotten the juice of flowing where we have plans for stuff that we want to do going into yeah, the, the end of the year that, and to next year. You know, there was a lull. There's, there was quite a lull mm-hmm. <laughs> for almost the whole year. But um, since we've been doing these podcasts more frequently, we've picked back up more frequently um, over the past, I'd say, three months. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the ideas uh, it's all percolating back there back of my head so um, I'm again you know excited again to you know uh, and looking excited again and, and looking forward to uh, you know some topics uh, for us to discuss some ideas for episodes like it's 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 gonna be fun yes I think the hardest part is just um, just doing it yeah because easy for I can come up with ideas like, like I have a notebook. Lily has all these ideas for columns and podcasts, and it's like I couldn't tell you the last time I wrote something on the the blogger site we had. So that's something that I I really want to get back into to where I I write a column like once every two weeks. If I write once every week, I need to get paid for that. That'd be crazy. Um, wow. Hmm. Before we sign off, yep. um, we've been going a long time. And it's, again, we're recording on a Friday night, November 30th. And I just looked at Facebook right now. And just a minute ago, BuzzFeed posted that uh, George H.W. Bush, former president, has passed away. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. He was the longest living president. Um, Wait, older than Jimmy Carter? Yeah, he was in his 90s, I believe. Jimmy's in his 90s? Is he? He's 94 years old. I'm. Jimmy Carter. Jimmy's got to be 92, 93. Jimmy's 94. Jimmy. So, wow, that's, uh, that's pretty crazy, man. Yeah, well, um, I mean, I don't even know what to say about that. That, was, yeah. that came out. That really came out of left field. Um, we started out with breaking news, and we're signing off with breaking news. But not enough time to talk about. <laughs> yeah, definitely, we don't yeah. have enough time. My only thing is like, oh, will um, he be? Will Trump be banned from his funeral like he was John McCain's? That's well. If he does get banned, we'll we'll talk about it in the next episode. Probably freak out. Um, but yeah, I mean, I didn't always agree with his policies, but you know, he was the president and he didn't completely destroy the institution like the current president is. So 
I'm gonna thank um, former President Bush for his service to our country. Rest easy, 41. Mm-hmm. See you at the crossroads, you won't be lonely. See you at the crossroads, you won't be lonely. All right, that's it. We're done. Say goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. Give out your um, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, Instagram, uh, at N-O-T-E-L-R-I-C. That's what I prefer. To. Okay. I use Twitter, Quinn underscore 288. I think we post this on the week. No. Should we save this to Monday? Post it weekend. Try to get it out as quickly as possible. There's a there's a lot of stuff, you know, breaking news. Alright, then it'll probably be out of your Saturday or Sunday. Alright, for Anthony, I am De Quincey. Later, babies.